Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> You're the quiet one today. I know you haven't been feeling the greatest the last week, mm-hmm. two, longer. Yeah, several episodes. I think I've had some kind of congestion, and we mention it, and mm-hmm. so yeah. And it just held on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're back. We took a week off. I was dying. You were. That was one of the longest migraines you have had in a really long time. A long time. Yeah. I think five days at least. I yeah, it was a solid five days. Like in the bed, out of it. Yeah. It was it was not fun. My my brain hurt. My brain hurt really, really bad. But we're back. Oh, I do have a fun little story for you. Okay. This is just, this is random. It's really sweet though. So one of the younger guys that I work with got engaged the other night, Thursday night. Okay. And so he was really excited. And so he was telling me about it. He's like, I'm going to propose my girl. Super excited. He's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to say, but tonight's the night. And so we were talking about it. And this older guy was like, well, if you can make it five years, well, then you can make it to, to seven. And if you make it to seven, then you can make it to blah, 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 and kept going on and on. He's like, and if you can make it to, to 19 years, well, then after 19 years, the kids are out of the house. And well, if you don't make it till 19 years, well, then, you know, you can, you can always get out after the kids are out. And, you know, this old just being really grumpy and really like, you know, very, very negative. And I'm looking at this younger guy and I'm like, no, 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 no. You can choose to make it work. You can, you can put in the work. And so the next day, as I was walking in, he and I made eye contact this, this younger guy. I just go, and? And he goes, dude, I'm engaged. <laughs> you know, I gave him a hug and he was like, I knew you were going to be so excited for me. I'm like, yeah, buddy, of course. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It yes, was fun. Yes, you've chosen your person yeah. and she's chosen she you. She chose you. It's exciting. It was so much fun. But yeah, it was just so funny because I'm like, yeah, dude, you got this. You're going to... Oh, no, marriage is blah, 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 You know, he and I were talking yesterday. I'm glad that you chose not to listen to that guy. He's like, man, he doesn't know me. <laughs> it was just funny. I'm like, yeah, that is not you. So anyway, it was just fun. I was just like, oh, make you happy. Mini stories with yeah, Russ and Jordan. Little stories. That's just sharing life. Take one. That's what it's all about. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but it's not related to our topic. Not at all. But I love it. No. Yeah. It was just a fun one that I'm like, oh, you'll, you'll like this one. So we had been talking. We, you know, deviate from time to time on on random things that have impacted our life and things that we go through and deal with. But the thread so far has been just our journey together. So we talked about living in Poland. We talked a couple of weeks ago now about like the gear up to moving to Singapore. Yeah, and that transitionary year from we got back from Poland, been out of college year for me, now what? And all of that adventure led us to Singapore. So so let's pick it up where yeah. we left off, which is great news, mom and dad. We get to come and see you. Woohoo! Yay, we get to come spend a week with you. And then we're off to Singapore. So, so tell everyone, let's pick yeah. it up from the airport yeah. and the departure. From PDX. Yes, yeah. all the way to Singapore, oh. because this is your first grand adventure yeah, across an ocean. Super international flight. I mean, we did the, cross the Atlantic to, to Poland, but... But by comparison, it's... it's nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty short hop, yeah. All right, so we pack everything that we can possibly manage into two suitcases and a carry-on. And we had four suitcases. Between the two of us. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. total as yeah. a as, unit. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. suitcases and two carry-ons. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was it. And I remember because we, we went to, to PDX and we were taking the little connector flight up to Seattle mm-hmm. and we left SeaTac for Tokyo. There was like five people on this flight. That's funny. I have no memory of this. I, you tell whatever you want yeah. to tell, baby. So <laughs> because it was such, it was one of the little puddle jumpers, one of the, the turboprop, that they didn't have room under the plane because they're used to like, oh, it's a it's a commuter plane. It's, you know, Portland to Seattle. The flight's 40 minutes long. And usually that. it's like a businessman with, yeah. you know, uh, what do you want to call it? You know, Briefcase. Yeah. And so <laughs> here we are. I remember like having full luggage. to. I think I do remember this. Didn't they put it in seats or something? Yeah. yeah. yeah they put our suitcases in seats and strapped it in. And oh, yeah, with seatbelts. That's hilarious. Yeah. You're right. Oh, this is so funny. And so we get up to Seattle and we have an hour or two before the, the SeaTac to to Tokyo flight to Narita and you know last calls with family and and all that before we we leave so this would have been July 31st that we left and again our anniversary is August 1st so okay we get to celebrate our our anniversary now in a new country well we get in the air and as we're flying passing over the international dateline and it is now August 2nd I'm like wait what happened to August 1st <laughs> we missed it we missed it so we we land in Tokyo Narita, we have a little bit of time there. I don't remember how long SeaTac to Tokyo flight was, but it was forever long. It was crazy. Yeah, it's the longest flight you had ever been on. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it really, sure. I mean, it would have had to have been then definitely over seven. I think it's a 10 or 11 hour flight. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so we're we're now in Asia. It's It's got to be a pretty short flight to Singapore. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know you thought this. This is great. At the time. And they're like, all right, our flight time is going to be, you know, seven hours from, from Narita At to, to Chang'e Airport in, in Singapore. And I'm like, but I, I, it's like Portland to Seattle or Seattle to L.A. It's just got to be close. It, it was not close. It was, it was not close. So me being... <laughs> North of six feet tall, packed in a tiny little sardine can. I'm like, okay, I'm just pacing the aisles. I'm just walking up and down. I'm standing back in the galley and stretching and talking to all the, the flight attendants and all that. So we land in Singapore. We land at Changi Airport. We collect our luggage. Yeah. I remember walking out with all of our luggage. And I do remember seeing Matt. Yeah. And he was in a baseball cap. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. And then... You know, and Matt, I love Matt. He's very, you know, just business, matter of fact, like not a super emotional guy. And so, yep, okay, we got luggage. And, okay, this way. And we go out, you know, to the taxi area. Yeah. And then you're right. Yeah. What was it? Like what, uh, a maxi cab. Uh, yes. Which, so describe that to people so, who aren't aware. There's there's the standard taxis that we're all having in our mind right now. Just, you know, the sedan. In Singapore, there's the Comfort Cab and the Del Grio. And it's yellow and blue or mm-hmm. blue and yellow one way or the other. And then there's the maxi cab, which is an executive van. Like it's yeah. A, it's like a multi-seat van yeah, type like situation. Nine seat type. Yeah, passenger van. Yeah. Fly for the luggage, down. y'all. That's yeah. why we get the maxi for the, remember? Yeah, for, for all of our stuff. <laughs> Everything we own in four suitcases and two carry-ons. So we load it all up, and Ching Airport's on the east side of Singapore. Our apartment is in Jurong East, which is on the west side of the island. Yeah. And so we... So it took 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah, 
to yeah, drive over. Took the PIE from from Changi to to Jurong, and we dump all of our stuff out on the curb and hike up because we were on the third floor and there was no yeah, elevator at, at the time. This unique, um, so most of the buildings, the uh, housing buildings in Singapore are very tall, many stories. This one is unique. It only had four. Mm-hmm. And so with that size, stairs only. Mm-hmm. So that was unique because then, oh, okay, well, let's take these 70 pound bags of flex yeah. up three flights of stairs. 50 pounds a piece. <sighs> but yeah. we arrive, we and I remember there. literally, like, stuff was dumped in the apartment. Matt kind of walked around. I was like, yep, looks good. Okay, well, um, I'll come back and be here in the morning to take you to school. I'll show you how to get on the bus and stuff like that. And, so, and that's, and then poof, yeah. he was gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we landed at, I don't know, two, three o'clock in the morning. And I don't remember what time, but yeah, it was, it was like night time. Small hours. There was, and nothing on the highway. There were, yeah. I mean, it was quiet. So, yeah. So we had a few hours to do yeah. whatever. I don't even remember if we slept or if we just, I don't remember. I very vaguely remember I want to shower. Oh, I yeah. I want to nap. Yeah. And mm. we're still jet lagging at this time, too, right? Yeah. Remember, we skipped an entire day and happened to be on the opposite side of the world. And so our night is their mm. day. Mm hmm. Very this will be important so. as we go. It's 12, 13 hour time difference mm-hmm. uh, from like the West Coast for sure. We finally get settled in our apartment, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning. We we're supposed to be at the school for you know, new teacher orientation and all that, eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And so Matt comes and picks us up and we... He shows us how to get to the bus stop. We literally took the bus. We yeah. didn't take the train. We no, took, the took the bus because it was the most direct. Like you yeah. could get on this one bus and go the whole yep. way and get off. Yep, the one and he wanted us to know how to do that so yeah. we could get to school yep. and get back home. So, okay. Yep. So I remember that. You could take the 198 all the way to the school and it'll stop right before the overpass. You'll take the overpass and you'll walk and you'll come in the back gate. Or you can take the 196 to Clementi and then walk from Clementi to the school. It's about a kilometer and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's take the 198 because I don't want to walk that far. Yeah. We we get to school. I don't think either of us really had any idea of really what to expect walking in that first day. Well, I definitely did not. I didn't. I mean, I had never taught. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know anything. I don't remember much about the first day. Um, I'm sure, you know, definitely had some teacher meetings, but I remember being taken to than my classroom. And of course, it was not prepared or ready for the school year and school started in two days. And so it was like, oh, okay. So I remember the, those first two days really being setting up my classroom, preparing the space, getting it ready. It's interesting for me, you know, um, this is just kind of a random tangent, but I've been thinking about this a lot. And it's funny because it's here too in this example, like how important arrangement and decor is for me because it's about how I want the space to feel Mm -hmm. and how I want others to feel when they are in that space. And so at the time, I didn't understand that that's like what what I was doing at that moment. But that was where like that obsessive drive to like, no, like this is so important to me. Like, I don't care how late I have to stay and what I have to do. Like I'm setting up this space like this is home. And when these kids come in, I want them to feel, you know, but I didn't really know that at the time. But that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So if you're like, why is she not leaving? Why is she obsessively here? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Like that now, looking back, I don't know how many years out are we from this. I can finally put words to it yeah. and explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, which is, is funny. Anyway, so the first few days, quite were, a whirlwind. Crazy. I do remember, yeah. I think it was our very first night. Mm-hmm. We did go out and we had Indian food for the first time, oh. and that was delicious. Is that my, we went to Alamine? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. And remember, Steve took us, yeah. my um, team teacher. Yeah. He was all of the physical sciences, and I was mm-hmm. the life sciences. Yeah. And so that was, oh, the food was amazing. That was Russ and I love to eat, y'all. It was so good. Oh, one of my favorite. Like, Alamine was. Butter chicken, naan. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so good. The the palak paneer. And I know. The, uh, yeah. So that I remember. Yeah. The second night, though, mm-hmm. I think the guys went out and did like a guys thing because I was so like, oh, I'm gonna I be left go. all alone yeah. and what is happening? Yeah. And that was so weird. Um, that that for me that was very hard. But that I'm glad was, you went. But I yeah. don't know what you guys did or got up so, to or anything. That was yeah with Matt and James. And Jason, Zach, and I'm trying to think if if Steven was there as well. Probably. I and think so. would um Danny? I don't remember. I don't know that either. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if he was, but it was mainly those those few guys who were like the single the single male teachers. Got you. Okay. And and Matt. I don't remember exactly what we, we wound up doing. I remember we wound up at the apartment. Yeah, I don't and know. Dinner I, or something? I don't know. I don't even remember if it was dinner. I think it was just like hanging out afterwards, having, you know, tea, coffee, whatever. Nice. And they live near Little India. Oh, wow. Which, again, huge adjustment. Like, okay, I still have no idea where I am yeah. in this country. But, you know, um, and I am not sure how you got home that day, but I do think, if I remember right, that first year... Mm-hmm. Jason and James were rooming, and they yeah. were in the Jurong East area. Yeah. They were over by Lakeside. Yeah, yeah. so that that was nice. At yeah, least you guys. yeah. <laughs> we had some people we were together. Okay, now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You have a thought. No. Well, I was gonna say. So the the most profound thing that I remember from the first day, like walking into school, and first was Zach. I'm fairly certain it was Zach because you come from the Nazarene background. Mm -hmm. And this is, I just want to pause here, y'all, because we didn't really discuss this, but this is exactly what I wanted to talk about. So it's funny that he is also tracking the same way. Okay, keep going. So So Zach. (laughs) We walk into like the the teacher's lounge. It is eight o'clock in the morning. We've had two, maybe three hours of sleep. We're so jet lagged. And Zach is this very enthusiastic, intense in a great way kind of guy. Like, Mm -hmm. He, I don't know. Our age. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Zach knows anything less than 130%. (laughs) Like he's always just, yes, go do it. I want to in a great way. And he walks up and he is so close. And he's like, you're the new Nazarenes. I know about you. And I'm just like, it just got here (laughs) and I need coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so meeting with Zach. And then with him was Sam. And so Sam and I get talking. You get talking with, you know, Zach and the, some of the other teachers. Oh, Sam and I get talking about, oh, yeah, no, I grew up out in the Pacific Northwest. He's like, I did too. And he's like, where'd you grow up? I'm like, well, I grew up in Washougal. He goes, I went to Evergreen. I'm like, when did you graduate? And he goes, oh, I graduated in 2000. I'm like, I graduated in 2002. You played soccer, right? I'm like, 
yeah, how'd you know that? He's like, I remember playing you. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I remember like it, you know, probably my senior year. I'm like, holy crap. Like what? what? Here we are, Vancouver, Washington to Singapore, mm-hmm. 10,000 miles away. And this guy that, five years later or more than, more than well, that. since that time. Yeah, it but yeah. Been, that would have been oh, 10. 2010, yeah. Yeah, 10 years so, like, after 10 he years graduated. Later, just like this, like how small the world is. We probably lived, you know, 20 miles apart growing up. I mean, from where school was and all that. So like moderately close, but it took both of us mm-hmm. moving to the other side of the planet for us to actually meet. Yep. Like genuinely meet. I'm like, this is so weird. The world is so small. It really is so if you tiny. Let it be. If you yeah. let it be. Absolutely. So yeah, you it's had amazing. Thoughts. You had thoughts. No, that's what I wanted you to share and tell um, because it's, you know, it's interesting. Like people ask us, at least I've been asked, you know, how could you do that? How could you just pick up and move and go somewhere you've never been? And number one, I mean, we went together, so that's yeah. easy. Number two, I live for adventure, <laughs> so it's fine. Number three, like in traveling all that I had prior, as you've said, I've known someone everywhere we've been. Mm-hmm. Like it always works out that way. And so when we were knew we were going to Singapore, because I had grown up being connected to the Nazarene denomination and church, and it's quite extensive internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like, yeah, absolutely. There are certain to be Nazarenes there. And wouldn't you know that two or three years prior to us coming, the Nazarenes in that region were stationed in the Philippines, but then they made Singapore their headquarters. Mm-hmm. So all of the families came and then those families happened to go to the school I was teaching at. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, the world is just teeny tiny. Yeah. It really is small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know, such a small world experience. And then, you know, meeting some of these families, meeting Kim and Dave mm-hmm. and meeting Kevin and Joan. And I mean, Kevin and Joan were our neighbors. They lived a block away. Mm-hmm. Kim and Dave were one stop away. Yeah, one or two stops away. They were at yeah. We the went moment. one more metro stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. not only you know, <laughs> Farmer Dave. Yeah, he was always at the school, and you know Kim was PTO also, mom. Yeah, always there and just I know, you know very involved yeah, and active which was and great. And so we we got to build again that family. Yeah, those connections with people that we hadn't known but became a part of our story. Mm-hmm. Because I was gonna say, I don't think we could have prevented Kim in any way, shape, or form. Like she's she's just mama. Yeah. Like she is going to take care of you, and once she decides that you're one of her kids, you're one of her kids. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like we have kind of adopted as well. Yeah. Well, and that comes from your family. I mean, mm-hmm. your parents were very much that way. Mm-hmm. Like that's just part of our DNA and yeah. who we are. And it's so special to me how we find that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a gift. And it's so interesting because, you know, I see some, like some of the teachers that would come and, you know, be international, very, it's just different. Yeah. You know, you can tell they're just not open to that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, just kind it's of special. A, a more that, protected yeah. mentality. And it's like you could open yourself up and experience mm-hmm. this connection and love and yeah. joy and family and fun. All this. Like, don't detach, don't hide. Yeah. 
I remember talking with one of your colleagues about that. I think it had to have been once we were there a solid year mm. talking with Alicia and some not in a bad way kept people at a little bit of an arm's length. I will be, you know, yes, I'm going to be polite to you. I'm going to be kind to you. Yes, we are work friends, but I don't necessarily want to, it sounds bad, but invest in this friendship because initially you were there on a two-year contract. Yeah. And you know, it does make sense when you think about it that way. It's like a protection mechanism. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I know that I'm going to be leaving mm -hmm. and I don't want to experience that pain of loss. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm so glad you said that because I really saw that a lot too in our students, mm -hmm. you know, and that's part of the third culture kid dilemma is that you are constantly moving and shifting. And as an adult, when you do it as an adult, they call it a third culture adult. <laughs> we see some similarities, but that's either the option. Either the option is you see people put on a shell of protection mm -hmm. because they know the end is coming and they don't want to experience that epic loss. Mm -hmm. Or you see the opposite where people are like, you know what? The end is coming and I have right now and I get to make the most of this moment and live life fully. And they're just hard on their sleeve, like fully connecting, mm -hmm. embracing all of it. Yeah, I think a beautiful way to live. Yeah. It is painful, but it's beautiful yeah. too. It is. I think that is really the greatest things that we learn of that third culture being you're you're not growing up and for the third culture kid you're not growing up in your parents culture mm -hmm. so you're not a part of that and you're not really from the the place that you're living mm. you know and it becomes this culture of sharing yes it can be you know misconstrued it can be you know this braggy type because people connect over story mm -hmm. right that's why we are sharing life you know this is how we yeah, because, Connect. yeah, it's different, right? Because when you're constantly moving, then, you know, your attachment is not to your home, your mm -hmm. possessions, your community. It's that it's not the tangibles. Your connection, your identity comes from your life experiences. Yeah. And so to your point, through sharing them, that's what supports that bond of mm -hmm. connection. Um, and if you... For those that have never experienced that, you know, if you're from a place you've been your whole life, when you hear then a third culture kid or adult talk from the outside, like you said, mm -hmm. I mean, it might appear what? Very, very braggy, very mm -hmm. one-uppy kind of. Right. And that's not at all the intention, no. but you don't know that Yeah. if you don't know that. Yeah. It's very much that, oh no, I can relate to that. I had this happened or i did this exactly which might not be the exact same thing but allows me to connect with what you shared exactly and it's common ground yeah i know yeah it's so good that is something that i i really am glad that i learned yeah that, that we that had the opportunity yes because living in nashville now is the longest that we have ever lived anywhere together yeah in a stationary place yeah in a single place I mean, period. Yeah, we've been here for, for a decade almost. And and we've lived in different like houses and apartments yeah. through that time. This current residence is the longest we've we lived, lived in, in one, one spot. actual house. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day because we moved in during COVID. Right. We bought our, our house during COVID. and Yeah, so this summer will be four, four years. Four years, yeah. And it'll be the longest we've been in a place because in Ocala it was three. Yeah, and it still feels like that was a few months ago, but also forever ago. That's such a, a weird 
time. It's a weird feeling. But yeah, so we we get to Singapore. We start to make these connections, these connections, these friendships, these relationships. You are a huge, huge nerd when it comes to biology (laughs) and I love science. And yes, I love it. Like how things work is amazing. And I love to learn it and I love to share it and inspire others to love it. (laughs) And I think you did. I think, I mean, I remember hearing some of the kids being there some days and you just being your ridiculously enthusiastic self and sharing all of that. I also very distinctly have the memory of, at the time I was clean shaven, it's Singapore. We're just north of the equator, low 75, high of 90 degrees, humidity is about the same. I grew up in a temperate rainforest (laughs) in the Pacific Northwest. This is hot all the time. And I had experienced humidity mm-hmm. by being able to live in the South, yeah. but only in the summer months. Yeah. And that was a two or three month stint, you mm-hmm. know, so it was like tolerable. But this was then all that time. Every single day, it's going to be 75 to 90 all the time. So I was clean shaven, hair was short, mm-hmm. short, short. When I shave, I'm five years younger. Yeah. Well, and both you and I naturally look a lot younger than we physically are. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way it is. Yeah, and yes. I remember, let me tell this yeah. part of the story. So it's parent-teacher conference yes. time. Okay. So it's parent-teacher conference time. And, and of course, it's my first time to do this, and I'm nervous, and everything's ready to go. And, you know, and it's open house, you know, because the parents are coming in to meet the teachers that their kids have for the year. And so I remember being in, in my classroom, and it's not set by appointments. It's just open hours. So I'm, I'm doing things, you know, in a classroom and space. And I remember one of the parents walks in, and she says, oh, you must be waiting for the teacher, too. And I turned around and I was like, oh no, I'm Mrs. Donald. I am the teacher. And she said, oh, I thought you were like a a student. student. And I was like, no, I'm the teacher. And now at this time, let's do the math here. I would have been 24. Yeah. And so, I mean, I taught anatomy and physiology. I had seniors in that class and they would have been 18, some of them. Yeah. So six years difference, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, no, I'm... I'm the teacher. I'm the instructor. Yes, I am the teacher. And so I think from that point, I was so insecure. I think that's when I was like, can you please grow your beard so we look older and you give me street cred? Yeah. (laughs) With these parents. I think Uh, that's what happened. What do you remember? Oh, yeah. No, that was totally it. Because I remember you telling me that and being like, they, this parent thought I was a student. You need to grow your beard. Yeah. I was like, I can't do anything to look older. I mean, like, I look what I look, but you can help me look older. (laughs) And, yeah. I mean, even then, I didn't have the gray in my beard, but it did give a little bit of gravitas. It did. It did. Yes. Teacher, the the parents knew we're Mm -hmm. married. So Mm -hmm. if I am as old looking as I am now... Guess my beard. Certainly, that gives certainly. adds a year or two to yeah. to me. You certainly have to be at least <laughs> out of high school, right? Oh my goodness, this is hilarious. Right. And I remember. Um, so I'll tell more about my experience yeah. of my first year, like on the job and things yeah. like that. 
Um, but for you, I remember mm-hmm. even before we came, Matt was so good to say, no, we will find you we'll something. Find something. Like yeah. we will find you something to do. And mm-hmm. so I know you did a lot of odd and different things yeah. at the school, yep. but it, in a way it was nice because, you know, we were on campus mm-hmm. and could still interact some throughout the yeah. day. And so, yeah, but that's just my limited yeah. perspective. Yeah. What was it like for you? Yeah, I was there part-time. And so it gave me a chance to... You know, I would go to the grocery store. I'd go to Fair Price or whatever, get our groceries, do all, this, all the house stuff, and then I would come to the school. And were you supporting PE? I, PE. Were you, were you coaching with, soccer then or not, yeah, not yet? Or that was yeah. after Sam left? Sam no, that was, was co- I was even with Sam coaching. Okay. I worked with Bob um, with all the, the oh, computer the tech stuff. stuff. Yes. Um, so yeah, you just kind of did some odd yeah, things, like fill in wherever. You were the utility player. Yeah, they needed something to, someone to, to step up and, and do mm-hmm. odd jobs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, a very, you know, just we're going to jump in and we're going to do something. Yeah, make it work. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Yeah, my first year of, teaching um it was it was so hard mm-hmm. um I mean, when you do something you've never done number one and then number two you feel this moral weight and responsibility of these children and souls in your care it was like double down <laughs> on on stress and then not only that but like I had some materials, mm-hmm. but for me, you know, they didn't, they weren't compatible with my style. Mm-hmm. And so it is that you're literally just one step ahead of your students and you're designing and you're creating and you're, you know, all of this. Yeah. I remember it felt like I was just drowning mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it was so challenging. I remember Matt would come, you know, through and observe and, you know, great feedback, of course, on the lessons and things. And then, but there were times I would just like emotionally break down and like just be sobbing with him. Like, I can't do this. It's so hard. Like, I'm not making a difference. I'm, you know, and he just would listen, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and be like, it's, it's perfect. It's okay. It's You're yes. good. You got this. And yeah, so that that was very challenging. Yeah. Um, that was one thing that I remembered was you built everything, like all your curriculum. There really wasn't anything for yeah, you. Yeah, there were textbooks. <laughs> yeah. So and Matt had it. left me some resources for mm-hmm. anatomy and physiology, but again, not not the way that I wanted to do it. Yeah. So the first year you were building you were building from the ground up yeah three different courses, courses. yeah which is wild <sighs> you are a mad woman i know actually when you look at it that way with distance it's like that that is insane jordan like what oh yeah i wasn't i didn't i mean again i didn't know what i didn't know <laughs> so i was like well, i'm i'm gonna make it amazing because i only do things amazing <laughs> like i don't know anything less than it's gonna be epic <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it it is. It's the the old like you did something impossible, but nobody told you that it was impossible. Yeah, I know. It it 
was one of those things that really felt like and living through it and living with you and experiencing that it was yeah you are under a lot of pressure from yourself you are under a lot of yeah you know you had matt to support you yeah he was Steve definitely was a, in my corner a good resource oh for he you was phenomenal well. and so you had some some great support yeah, but at so, the same time, it was fighting an uphill battle because you are starting something from nothing. Yeah, and I feel like once you got the first year under your belt, yeah, after that was smooth. Oh, then it was after that was so much fun because then I had all the foundational pieces, mm-hmm. and then I just got to improve and do more fun things and yeah i love all of that tweak it here tweak it there uh-huh. i remember you made a game based off of one of the games that we would play with uh kevin and joan and the kids yeah and so you made a game yeah to teach about how the immune system works yeah in the body. yeah it was a ton of fun i know yeah no i i love but that first year was very challenging yeah and i just remember you know my little baby freshmen they're so cute and they work so hard and they you know just very asian culture (laughs) even though it was a melting pot of kids from all around the globe um, just absolutely precious and beautiful. And then my anatomy and physiology students were mostly all seniors. Yeah. And so graduation, my first year, I was so emotional. I was like, oh, wow, like these seven souls, like I got to spend the entire year with, mm-hmm. love them, I hope. And then all that was going on in my mind was like, oh, I hope they knew I love them, like no matter how mm-hmm. hard you know, I was or challenging, like it was because I see their greatness and I know they can do hard things Mm -hmm. and they're amazing. And I just remember being like bawling all through graduation and going to each of them and hugging them and just saying, I love you. Thank you for letting me be your teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I just felt so humbled that they, yeah, allowed me to be their teacher. Yeah. That's amazing to me. I mean, I know as a kid, maybe you don't think you have a choice, but <laughs> it felt like they yeah. chose me in a way. Yeah, because that was... And they loved me, and they let me be myself. Was that the year, uh, like, Unjay, Jack, and Kelly, and Ryan? Well, yeah, no, that was, yeah, the first. Yeah, I mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, because Unjay played soccer, so I got to spend time with him. And Kelly, I got to spend time with. I just remember feeling that, not nearly as profoundly as you did. But just remembering, and I remember, you know, because they had students give speeches at mm-hmm. at graduation, and like it hit me so deep. Unjay having such a hard time speaking. Mm-hmm. It's so emotional. So emotional, and the bow. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a, a sign of respect and a sign of well, like he could not get any lower. Yeah, he was, he no, was so forehead to the to, floor. It was the most beautiful thing I've yeah. ever seen. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Just the, you could feel like his gratitude mm-hmm. and love. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember you being as emotional as you are now and just having this way more buckets oh like yeah. i couldn't have talked and looked back then no. <laughs> but just seeing that impact that you had and that you contributed to yeah even in right? your first year feeling as 
upside down underwater as you were. Yeah. Like that was to me such a a powerful thing of like, no, you did this. You helped yeah. make this. No. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I remember from the first year. Yeah. Very challenging mm-hmm. in many ways, but I remember such love Mm -hmm. from the students from you know the Nazarene families Mm -hmm. we were able to like yeah just be welcomed into their family Mm -hmm. from some of our fellow teachers and that community and camaraderie yeah like I just remember feeling for those that you know we connected with we weren't there for the job. Mm-mm. We were really there to just love these beautiful souls mm-hmm. who happen to be in our care and nurture them mm-hmm. and say, I see you and you're amazing and you're going to do incredible things in this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh really good, sometimes challenging, wonderful introduction to living in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just a, I will probably talk about food. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we're going to have a whole episode oh. on food, y'all. Be ready, because I know we didn't really talk about it much in this no, episode, but like. say Prada <laughs> Planet. Oh, really? <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay, but that's all That's all I'll say right now. To be continued. Prada Planet. Tune in for Prada Planet stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So it's always fun. Just yeah. reminisce and yeah. hopefully connect with uh, with big ideas and, and hearts. Mm-hmm. But all the same. Love you. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. We'll be back next week with more stories. Bye.